Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello there, Foo followers. Ben Johnson here, the host of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast, reminding you that if you would like to support this show, we have a donations link available. Any spare pennies you may have would be greatly received to help with the upkeep of this show, the website, the social media accounts and so on. Simply head over to paypal.me forward slash Kung Fu Movie Guide to donate whatever you can. And a huge thank you to any listeners who have supported us over the years. You have our gratitude okay thank you and on with the show well if you're really so determined to have a fight then i'll oblige Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, food followers everywhere around the world. Welcome back to the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast with your host, Ben Johnson, speaking to you from London here in the UK. I do hope you are keeping well wherever you are listening to this. This is the first episode in season seven of this podcast, episode 80. Jonathan Eusebio is my guest today, also known by his nickname, Jojo. Jonathan Eusebio is the acclaimed Hollywood stunt coordinator and fight choreographer responsible for the action in the Bourne films, the John Wick series. He's done a lot of Marvel things over the years. He created the fighting style for Black Widow, also Doctor Strange, Black Panther. He's worked on films like The Expendables, Haywire, Deadpool 2, Birds of Prey, Kate. There's so many great movies that Jonathan Eusebio has been involved in. He's one of the original 8711 stunt crew, trained with both Dave Leach and Chad Stahelski at the Inner Santo Academy and also followed them into the movies. So he goes way back with those guys. His recent credits include The Matrix Resurrections, that's the fourth film in the Matrix series and the Obi-Wan Kenobi Star Wars show, which is out now on Disney+. Plus. We talk about both of those shows quite a bit on this episode. The conversation you are about to hear was recorded in July of this year, 2022, and it was an absolute treat to chat with Jojo. He's someone that I wanted to speak to for this show for quite a long time now and it was great to finally get to spend some time with him so that's coming up on today's show thank you foo followers for your patience you may have noticed that i took some time away from the show at the start of this year 2022 thank you to all the listeners who messaged me sent me emails asking after the show and asking when it would return it is always nice to be missed in a way so thank you so much for sending me your kind messages if you do like this show then you will be pleased to learn that the show is now back for another season this is season seven which is quite hard to believe but um i will be dropping new episodes every two weeks on a monday starting from today 3rd of october 2022 and i've been recording quite a few conversations over the summer in the last few weeks and months so because of that we've got quite a few stored up 
now so we should have enough to see you guys through to the end of this year and even into January maybe February next year as well so lots of cool stuff coming up for fans of martial arts movies all over the world the best way of course to make sure that you never miss a brand new episode of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast is to follow the show via your podcast provider and while you're at it please do leave us a star rating and maybe even write a review if that's not too much trouble that would also be great head over to our website kungfumovieguide.com to read the latest martial arts movie reviews and that is also where you can subscribe to our monthly newsletter we do give away lots of free stuff in that newsletter every month so it's definitely worth your while to get on the mailing list and if you want to contact the show we are on social media we're on twitter at kf movie guide we are on instagram and facebook at kung fu movie guide and you can also send me an email the email address is hello at kung fu movie okay that's enough from me i will be back at the end of this conversation to waffle on a little bit more but until then please do sit back relax and enjoy my conversation with the legendary fight choreographer and stunt coordinator jonathan eusebio <laughs> I always see your name on credits and I always know, you know, it's it's sort of a seal of approval. <laughs> I always think, <laughs> I always think if, you know, this, at least I know the action's going to be really good in this. So what are you working on at the moment? Can you actually say? Well, trying to make that foray into directing. So I've been, um, good I've way. been trying to developing, I'm trying to develop like a couple things at once. So, yeah. um, you know, I just waiting to see back on certain things. So right now it's just kind of developing time. Right, I just got back from a show right after Obi Wan. I went to a, a Universal uh, Pictures movie called Violent Night, which is basically uh, Die Hard with Santa Claus. Yeah, but it's pretty violent. But it, it's violent. Yes. Right. But uh, but uh, I think that'll be a fun one. So Jojo, you're going to make that leap then into into directing. Then that's the well, that's the goal. I'm, I'm trying to. That's the goal. I'm yeah. trying. You know, I, I have good mentors. I mean, I'm, I'm following a good. Uh, you know, I'm following like Chad, Dave, JJ, yeah, JJ yeah. you know, like, yeah, all those guys into the next level, you know, uh, it's definitely not easy. You're starting over again, basically. But, um, you know, I'm hoping, you know, all these years as being like a, a fight coordinator, stunt coordinator, like kind of second director that yeah. that should help me. I mean, I know I, I know I could tell a story. Yeah. So. Yeah. Do you think that the doors a lot more open now to stunt coordinators second unit and then making that step into directing i guess following the success of john wick and chad and dave have really sort of mm-hmm. set the groundwork there haven't they but do you mm-hmm. notice just within hollywood within the industry there that people are uh, you know treating the stunt community as slightly differently taking it a bit more seriously do you think well i think it's it, definitely people are more receptive yeah. to uh you know some people directing kind of um action movies and things like that because that's our that's our forte. I mean, it's nothing new. I mean, yeah. Hal Needham done it before. Um, you know, we had huge uh, second unit, you know, directors like Simon Crane and Dan Bradley. And we're just kind of following their lead. But um, I think because of the success of the John Wick series, like Atomic Blonde, yeah. you know, Extraction, yeah. you know, from Sam Hargrave, I think, you know, I think uh, Hollywood is very open to letting, um, you know, you know, uh, stunt coordinators or, 
become uh, the, the main storytellers. Yeah. So that's it's a good thing. You want those guys to succeed. That's yeah. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm fascinated by 8711. I'd love to know how it sort of operates if you could explain that to me uh, Jojo so do you when, okay. a, when a movie comes in is it like do you divide it up and say no Lana will do that one or John Valera is going to do that or we'll give that to Jojo I mean how does it well, how does it sort of work I, I mean well I think you know uh, they do they do like producers of them do call you know uh, like uh, 87 or 87 North which is Dave's um, chapter of 87 you know yeah uh, and they you know they and they kind of ask, uh, you know, if, who if they could do the job. And yes, they, they try to divvy it out as best they can. Yeah. But um, I think nowadays, a lot of the OG guys, the original guys, we get kind of get called on our own. So, you know, um, sp- sometimes they specifically ask for a specific person yeah. or things like that. But uh, anything that Chad or Dave can't do, they tend to, uh, you know, uh, find the right guy. They think will do it, yeah. you know, preferably on the team. But I think now the original guys like me, Valera, uh, Danny Hernandez, um, like uh, even Jackson Spidell, yeah. um, those guys, we get kind of get asked for personally now. Yeah, I guess because you've sort of made your mark, particularly around doing a, a very sort of more grounded, realistic uh, style of action. Do you find yourself, you get a lot of offers to do, oh, can you just sort of do what you did on John Wick? Do you get sort of a lot of that <laughs> comes in? And, it, and uh, is that also <laughs> why you've, because I know the last few projects, you've sort of mixed it up quite a bit on the fantasy sci-fi side yeah. of things as well. Well, I made it, like, if you look at my resume, I made it a good point early in my career to kind of do a lot of different things. So I started out doing Marvel stuff and then I'll go back and do the grounded stuff. Then I'll do some like kind of medieval stuff. Or I, I try to mix it up as much as I can yeah. because I feel like for me as a stunt, like, you know, again, as a, as a fight coordinator, stunt coordinator, we always try to do everything, like do different things all the time. That's the luxury of doing features because you can do something new like you know every project yeah and like i and like to keep me creative i kind of kind of do as much as i can that's different yeah you know what i mean definitely and i think that applies uh that applies to just in martial art training like when we grew up we kind of did all these different martial arts like me chad and uh see damon caro the original kind of the owners of 87 they we all trained in the same stuff but we trained in a lot of different martial arts yeah so i think when we for movies it applies because we can we can kind of know a little general thing about this and then kind of make it work. Right? Yeah. But how do you keep on top of that as well, Jojo? How do you stay fresh? <laughs> <laughs> you you, you got it. You got It's hard. It's yeah. like, uh, because when you work a lot, uh, you get in a kind of an, a, a groove. Yeah. But I am, um, I personally, a lot of us, we all still train. Yeah. Like I know Stahelski trains all the time. Dave trains all the time. I train all the time. So anytime I'm not on set, like we're usually training. Mm. I mean, that's just a life thing that's, that's like a lifestyle to us. Do you refer to old movies or are you keeping on top of obviously the new stuff that's coming out and do you still find inspiration in, in that? Yeah, stuff? I mean, yeah, it, yeah. It, I mean, I grew up watching all the old Shaw brothers, the all, all the yeah. old golden harvest stuff. I mean, I grew up on that stuff. Yeah. So when, you know, guys in the U S grew up on Van Damme and like Chuck Norris and stuff, I grew, I grew up on like young Yao, Samo, um, yeah. Jackie Chan, you know, like, Old school, Hong, uh, old school uh, Hong Kong style stuff. Sometimes I watch the old stuff, and you see, you see new, you know, you see new things. It, yeah. It's a cycle. Sometimes yeah. you gotta bring back the old to get the new stuff. And I don't think anything's fully original. I think it's always 
inspired by something that came before it. Yeah. So you can have your take on it, but there's things that happened before. It's just like, you know, uh, same thing, like Jackie and them used to watch like Buster Keaton, Charlie Chaplin stuff. And exactly. I watch those things. Those those guys are amazing stunt guys. If you watch yeah. Buster Keaton, I mean, those are like real stunts. Yeah, That's crazy. It, there's no tricks there, Yeah, you know. Uh, so, you know, whatever inspires you. I always say as a, a choreographer or anything, it's just like whatever inspires you to be creative, watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some people listen to music inspired. Some people read books. Like I used to read comic books too. So like my inspiration used to come from like like comics and old martial art movies. That was my thing. That's a nice segue into Obi-Wan Kenobi because you're dealing with not only Obi-Wan, but you're, you're bringing back uh, Darth Vader here. And it's full on, yeah, yeah. it's lightsabers, you know, mm-hmm. it's the force, it's all kicking off. Now, yeah. how did you feel stepping into that realm? Because that is slightly different for for you, isn't it? For to <laughs> yeah. move into that. Well, well, it's not. It's not like it's slightly because for me, action scenes are action scenes. Yeah, sure. Going into like Obi Wan Kenobi, I, I mean, like all of us grew up on it. So I grew up on the original trilogy, right? So my concept of when I see like lightsaber battles and things like that were more based off Japanese style. Yeah, like uh, like um, fighting, right? The fencing or whatever fencing or sword fighting school uh, sword and shit and then the kids growing up now they grew up on the prequels which the 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 fighting is a mix of like wushu elements with like and then and it it does have some hema stuff in it i say that's more the the newer sequels but you know if you watch the real the the prequels they're more like a lot of wushu movement bases in there. Like yeah. you can see it. You can see all the flourishes. Like well, Ray they're all flowers. And, yeah. 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 Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, so th- I think the hard part for us is we have to make the bridge. Like, how do they fight like this in Revenge of the Sith, and they end up like this in New Hope? Yeah. So I have the I have the in between. So I can't make them when we're doing the stuff. And this is a credit to our director Deborah Chow too. She's very in tune with that stuff. But, um, you know. I have to see how those guys fought in number three because that's like one of the most iconic fights ever in Star Wars thing, right? So you got to see how they fight there because they won't move that much different from you know when you get to the in between, yeah. And then they have to fight completely different when they get to old to New Hope, yeah. right? Yeah. So I had to kind of like get that and then mix that style with whatever I'm making and then make sure it kind of bridges into the original trilogy stuff. Yeah. And I, I think we did it and we did it character wise too, because uh, if you look at the story, it's more like uh, Obi-Wan has lost his faith in the force. Right. And when he lost his faith in the force, just mentally, spiritually, even physically. Yeah. So, um, so you have, you have to see him kind of get that confidence back. And then somehow that mindset changes him because he's not the same Obi-Wan he was 10 years ago. Yep. So even physically the way he fights has to be different from the way he fought 10 years ago. Yeah. So you have to see. And so for us, it's like, it's obvious, like Star Wars fans are very um, picky. They know their stuff. So, you know, when you're looking at him do his, like his, his kind of Obi-Wan stance, his form three stance, I think it, it is, you know, when he's kind of doing this, yeah. which to me, which to me looks like it's a Chinese broadsword, yeah. you know, a straight sword stance. But anyways, and then I, then you have to get him into this kind of the, uh, the, the normal kind of um, Sagan no Kami, Japanese stance, which Obi like the Alec Guinness Obi Wan use, right? Yeah. So there's, so you know, you just have to in the characters. Like as soon as he figures out he's not kind of that young guy and he's not being like uh, offensive minded anymore, 
then he goes to this style of stance. Yeah. It's real subtle. Yeah. But like for me, I, I see it and I feel it. Right. So um, that's what we tried to do. And I, I think it came across pretty well. And you must have been excited just to be involved in that project and see, oh. especially when they must have, uh, you know, the Vader costumes on mm-hmm. and they're doing the stuff. Oh, yeah. That must have been cool. Oh, no, that was like a dream come true. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, uh, oh, gosh, I don't know, like. Uh, I remember it's like if I did any Star Wars, I would want to do like a Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. And I know they're, they were thinking about doing that first. And then um, I remember two years ago, I got called to do an interview for uh, Mandalorian, the first season. Oh, wow. Okay. And I couldn't, I, I, and I, I remember I couldn't do it because I was on uh, John Wick 3, I think. Yeah. And uh, I was kind of bummed out because I was like, oh my God, I want to be, you know, to work on a Star Wars project. Yeah. And then uh, this came along years later. So, you know, you know, I just kind of good things happen to those who wait, I guess. Your second unit on it as well, Jojo. So, you know, it's a huge amount yeah. of responsibility, a lot of pressure. Oh, yeah. Did you feel like you were under pressure a bit with that? It's a huge because Star Wars is it's huge. No, it, it, it was a lot of pressure. I mean, uh, I took it more personally because you're so emotionally invested in it yeah. because you grew up on it and you don't want to mess it up because if you mess it up. You're going to hear it from everybody. Oh, and they right? are the so, most, like, online, oh, yeah. you just do not want to, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, you want to fan service everyone, too. Yeah. But, you know, you have to, but you have to fan service, but then they don't realize, too, when you're on set, all these different factors are involved. Sometimes you don't have the time. Sometimes you don't have the budget. So you have to make sure you got to keep everyone kind of happy. So, yeah, that that's the most nerve-wracking. But I think me and my team, per se, like, my, my, uh, my stunt team and my, uh, my uh, core, uh, my rigging team, like all of us are huge fans. So a lot of us were just under the pressure to do it well. Yeah. And you have two actors like Ian McGregor and Hayden, like, like those guys can still move. Yeah. Like it's, it makes it like, I don't really have to, we train them, right? We train them and they trained hard, but I mean, they didn't have to start from scratch. That's like the best part of it. So that's why the stuff looks so great. I mean, you can see it on screen it's yeah, just them absolutely and right? were they yeah, yeah. they must have been excited too because it's been so mm-hmm. long since they've you know played yeah. those characters mm-hmm. so they must have been mm-hmm. thrilled to you know uh, play those characters oh yeah they again. jumped on yeah, it yeah of course they loved it they loved it they loved it I think I think the same thing it's like you know there it's oh my gosh when was those prequels 20 years ago yeah, or whatever late 90s wasn't it yeah Early yeah late 90s yeah. so you know I think when you're doing it you know now that it survives so much in the fans' eyes and stuff like that that they have a new appreciation for it because people still love it. If you're doing a Star Wars show or something that's a bit more PG-13 family friendly, mm-hmm. but you still need to create action and fight scene that that uh, fight scenes that have an edge that have an impact. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't do. Um, you know like kate or like the knife fight in there yeah, yeah. you can't you know you can't <laughs> yeah, 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 you can't yeah. do that in a star wars uh, show yeah. so you're conscious you're aware of that is that quite a challenge to try and uh, it, it is yeah. con- i think it is a cha- that's like usually a challenge but i think we always choreograph so you i uh, i kid you'd use the word over you over choreograph but we tend to make it as big as we can get it yeah and then it's easier for us to shape things down so let's say i do something super violent it's like okay we stab a guy through the neck and he's like, okay Maybe instead of this, like uh, you switch the hit to the hilt and you hit him in the neck, as opposed to st- like. So I always don't like to be held like uh, you know the limitations there. So I'll still choreograph the way I choreograph, and then according to kind of the rules or whatever, then I'll take things out and trim them. But it's easier to trim than take it out. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? absolutely. Than to, than to easier to take it out than build it. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Because because you don't want to mess up the like for me. 
choreography is about like flow. So if you if you if you're building something and then you have to put something in, it changes the tempo. But if you have it, then you can modularize it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's it's easier to 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 move around or change. Yeah. Without changing the rhythm, without changing the rhythm, that's important. Yeah, yeah. But naturally, your natural instinct is to go for the the more violent stuff. Would you say? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I mean, that's. I mean, I like I, said, I grew up doing more, uh, like you know, the the practical martial arts. I would say, yeah. right? Yeah. So you know, you grew up you grew up doing those kind of things. So it's more for self-defense so you're trying to do things to immobilize or incapacitate your whoever's attacking you right not bad not bad i've got to talk a little bit about matrix resurrections as well yes. you worked on that movie um again different kind of pressure because you're sort of taking over you're stepping into chad's territory yes. there very much yeah uh, yeah yeah <laughs> That that's the pressure I felt. I mean, yeah. uh, I I just got back from a show and Chad's like, all right. Um, I basically he just basically blindsided me. I go in this. He goes, just come to eighty seven in the morning. So I went there. Basically, Lana Wachowski and um, Warner Brothers and stuff like that. Few uh, executives are there. And they go, okay, here's a guy. Here's a guy that's gonna do it. So I just kind of like what, right? So, he didn't tell you. Uh, he didn't. He warn didn't you. tell me. Yeah. He kind of he, he kind of mentioned it, but he didn't. I didn't know they're gonna be there that. Anyway, so I was like, oh, right. And then, like, so for me, the pressure was immense because it's like, I can't mess up what they did. Plus it's Wu Ping, yeah. you know, but, but the hardest part, the hardest part too is, uh, for me was I grew up on that too. Right. So yeah. that's like our generation's version of star Wars. So I grew up watching that. I knew Chad was in it. So I was all into it cause my trainer was in it. And, um, and, uh, and Dave Leach was in it too. Yeah. Right. He was like the Smith. So when I'm watching all that stuff, it's like you're expecting I was expecting it to be like those ones but you have to realize that Lana has evolved as a filmmaker so her way of doing the stuff is not not even like it's not the same as she did when she did the originals yeah so well they didn't so, have um, um, there was no she directed second unit on that didn't she is that is yeah, that right? yeah, yeah 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 mm-hmm. and I guess so she did she did everything yeah right? and I guess in the original trilogy you had Wu Ping and the Hong Kong team were I guess dealing mm-hmm. with a lot of that and doing the previous yeah 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 but yeah yeah so do you um what's um what's your thoughts on it Jojo uh, I mean it's hard it's hard to say because uh it was it was a hard shoot because we did that during the first lockdown so you know we had a whole way of doing things every day we couldn't do certain things because we had to be in different zones or in mass we're getting tested all the time people can't, like it, it was just it was just a crazy time to shoot yeah. and i think that uh that chaos you know i think it 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 could have it it might have helped stopped it from becoming a film that it could have been yeah i always feel yeah okay. um experience wise i had a good experience it was just uh it was rough it was just a it was just a hard shoot yeah and i think uh and the expectations behind it i mean i mean we work with reeves so reeves is already used to us those guys trained hard i'm not joking like reeves and carrie um jess right? jess they, was they, great yeah, and, and, oh, and then jessica yeah. they trained jessica and uh and yaya yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they all great. trained those guys all trained super hard yeah like it was crazy and um you know so i'm proud of them for what they did like i think some of the stuff that we did uh was left like the really crazy like the stuff there's stuff i saw that was on that was on the editing floor yeah that was i thought was super amazing yeah. but again 
you know, that's not my job. My job, I'm not the director. That's not my, her, it's Lana's vision. Of course. So yeah, I, I think as long as she got the story that she wanted to tell, but yes, there's some things as a, I mean, you just, I mean, being selfish as a stud coordinator or whatever that I wanted to see, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And the, the funny part, the funny part is uh, near the end of it, um, like I got sent the suit from uh, uh, Lucas Films, the, the Darth Vader suit to just kind of do a movement test on it because they, they basically sent me like, this is why we're doing matrix like near the end of it. So most of the action was done, but uh, on the weekends I would go in and do uh, these tests on the suit because we had to try to make it more mobile yeah. without, without you can't change the look of the suit. Nice. That's the hard part. So there's a couple of reasons why Darth Vader only fights with one hand. It's not just because he's character wise, like he's, it, that's his style and, or, if they're not a challenge still, they'll only use one hand. It's because of the mobility of the suit. Yeah. So, uh, so a lot of the stuff we were playing around with, I mean, uh, I didn't get to really use on Matrix. So I think a lot of the inspiration from that, that's what you saw in that uh, episode Fight Fight with Vader, yeah. just kind of using the force. Yeah. That's kind of like a, they had a, they keep, everyone said, oh, that's a Matrix vibe. But it's funny because when they say that, it, we did do it near the like kind of tail end of shooting a Matrix, right? Yeah. So, that's in our that was kind of in our system yeah and it kind of fit it fit perfectly though yeah like, absolutely whatever that story point was so and i guess in those um, situations if what you've created ends up on the cutting room floor i mean it's all good stuff you can re- reuse or readapt in, mm-hmm. in later projects yeah, yeah. i guess yeah absolutely oh yeah i mean that's normal i mean like when uh i still work for chad under chad a lot i mean he'd make us over, over choreograph so I would do a hundred ideas and he'd shoot down 99 of them. Yeah. And then I'm like, I go, and then my whole thing, I'd be frustrated. He goes, well, you got 99 things you can use somewhere else. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of that info kind of stockpiles. Inspector, your swordplay has much improved. Has it? Your spear skill is better too. You started martial arts when you were super young, but you, you were like yeah. I was. I started. I started when I was eight. I did eight. Taekwondo. Yeah. I started Taekwondo when I was eight. Yeah. And then uh, as I got in high school, you know, I, I wrestled a little. Yeah. And I did judo. Yeah. A little bit, and then uh, I did that. So it's like, it's like you're doing. It's weird because you're kind of doing MMA before it's MMA. It's like I did a uh, kicking, punching. Then I go, oh, I should learn how to to wrestle yeah. because just in case. So I did wrestling because of that. Then I. Uh, I did judo in off seasons, right? That yeah. was our thing. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, when I was 18, I went to Inosano Academy, Dan Inosanto's place. And that's where, I'm, you know, Chad and Damon, uh, Caro and uh, Dave Leach, they're, they were instructors over there. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was kind of the generation underneath them. When you were growing up, were you thinking martial arts for self-defense or competitions? Were you competing? Was it more of a sport thing for mm. you? Or, or was it a sort of mix of both, would you say? Uh, it was a mix of both. Yeah. I think... Uh, I think um, I did it more for because I liked it. Yeah. I just I liked it. I wouldn't say I was doing it for self defense. I didn't think of it as self defense. Yeah. I just thought I took it because I liked it. I, I enjoyed it, and then I watch all these movies, and I want to be like those guys. Yeah. yeah. Right. But uh, but um, when I got in high school, and you're you know you're going to wrestling tournaments and like judo tournaments on the weekends, it's like now you're applying what you're learning like to a sport. So now it's a sport to me. It's not it's not even fighting to me. It's a sport. Yeah. And then when I got to Inosanto, I started competing a lot in like kickboxing and shooto and stuff like that, doing a lot of like those smokers and finding casinos and things like that. So, you know, I, I got used to the competition part of it because I always think it's like, 
that's how you learn to be the most applicable yeah. to things. So I think because of that pressure, I was always used to kind of pressure like that competition to help me for film. So yeah. uh, I was already used to being under pressure yeah. and like, and then just focus myself on like what I needed to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But you never saw it as anything more than, than a hobby or anything. Cause you sort of, you, you did study pretty hard. You, I mean, you went to uh, mm-hmm. university, you studied yeah. sciences, oh, yeah. didn't you? Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I just did it. That's I did it as lifestyle. It was just a lifestyle. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> but I would go to martial art class more than I would go to college. Yeah. Classes sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, right, I, I used to drive pretty far. I used to drive like, I would go to Inasano Academy like let's say almost every day in the mornings, right? Yeah. And then uh and then on uh Tuesday, Thursdays I would go there at night. So like, you know, it's like a lot of driving for me at the time yeah. for, you know, the kid that doesn't really is just going to school. But uh I did it because I loved it. I used to watch like uh like Dave Leach and Chad and, and Damon, those guys, like even Jeff Mata, like they were doing stunts and uh I, I used to practice with like uh I used you know, with uh, Chad and Dave a lot on the weekends when they have all their stunt buddies who are like big coordinators now. So I used, cause they used to train me to do, uh, you know, train and compete and kickboxing and stuff. So I would train with them. And then on the weekends they're doing like stunt training, like kicks and, yeah. you know, trampoline. This and is stuff. early nineties. Early nineties. Yeah, oh yeah. This is like, yeah. this is like mid nine, like mid 1990s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like 90, near 95, 96, yeah. something like that. Yeah. It's not right. So they would be like kicking and something like, what is this? And I was still competing and stuff back then. And I would just do it. And then I just naturally kind of followed them into it. Yeah. I just, I just like, I remember I sat one day and I was like, man, I want to do this. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, I was in college and I was watching all my buddies go to grad school or like dental school or optometry. Like they're just moving on from school. And I was the only one still working at a lab. And I was just like, I didn't really know what to do with myself. And, uh, I just, I just remember one day I just went to go, what do you guys, what do you guys do? Like, how do you guys get into this? And they kind of just gave me a list. And I just kind of followed it. Yeah. And I just, and, and, and it, the funny part was, it was just doing the stuff I grew up doing. So it just felt like that's the stuff I was supposed to be doing. Did you want to be like a lead star though, like an action star in front of the camera? Ah, gosh, I mean, you know, when I was younger, I never thought like that. Yeah. I always thought like, I, I like to work the movies. Yeah. But I never go, I want to be the, the lead guy. I don't think that's my personality. But, um, but I would train all the time. I always wanted to be the guys that they fight. Yeah. Right. So the guy doing like, the flip, so I, falling off. Yeah. The thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I wanted to be the stunt guy, I guess. Yeah. Or the guys that get beat up. So. Yeah. Did you know yeah. Brandon Lee out of any uh, out of interest? Was no, he around at the time? I, no, no. He was there. Oh, gosh, I was there when he came back. Yeah. And so I didn't, but I didn't. I wasn't in any of his classes yet. He, I think he was in the more advanced stuff at the time. Yeah. yeah. So I remember I was like. I was all excited because that was why I watched Showdown in Little Tokyo, yeah. and, uh, Rapid Fire, yeah. and I was all excited. I go, oh, he, he goes to our, he goes to our school, you know. And then um, I remember uh, uh, he passed away. So I was like, everyone was like super like distraught after that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But uh, then and then um, so yeah, it, it was I didn't get to meet him. But um, Chad had to finish the crow. I remember yeah. Chad had to leave and finish the crow for him. So like you know. Those guys told me a lot about him, saying he trained hard. He's a good guy, good athlete, and yeah. stuff. Uh, but it was quite a shame. I mean, you know, I was excited because I was getting like get to see your idol son who was doing his own thing, and I, I and I loved like Rapid Fire. I oh, it's I so good. 
so good yeah, a lot of yeah over and over i remember that chad and dave were there they were teaching kickboxing them they were they were your sort of um well my, they're my instructors, <laughs> instructors yeah like yeah, they're yeah. my see i see guns like yeah. or see hing like they're like the older they're like my my seniors yeah so yeah. i would say chad chad was my main coach yeah because he was there him and david carl were my main coaches and then um and then chad was like kind of my kickboxing coach too so when i compete Chad was my corner guy training me kickboxing. Yeah, and then uh, D- Dave Leach came in later because he was out of he came in from out of state. He was an out of state Inosano instructor. Yeah, but when he came in, him and uh, Chad would would always train together. So those guys would train me all the time. Yeah. so I got I got lucky. It's like I got trained by technically martial arts by two big time uh, action directors yeah well that yeah i so, always say this yeah. they're like running hollywood now so uh yeah yeah, this yeah, yeah. sort of right yeah. yeah right place right time even at that young age did they have that drive and that same determination mm-hmm. you know that they've got to the and the success they've had has been amazing mm-hmm. but i just wondered yeah you you spotted that then definitely from yeah. an early age yeah yeah okay. oh yeah 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 they, they, they already had it yeah. i mean uh, they Chad and them they're always doing like they're always making drills and stuff like they're trying to be the best in what they can do they're very organized even when they're doing martial arts yeah. so they're like making new drills like to make things work to be more advanced they're like always writing down stuff like you know the progressions we're doing yeah. so they already had that kind of the, the mindset's already there like you can see that discipline and it translated over to film I remember um uh, I forgot. Uh, was it? I think it was on John Wick. John Wick. Uh, John Wick Two, reshoots. Yeah, I remember. And I was with Chad in Montreal, and then like my office was like in this basement, and his office is at the like on the main floor, you know. Yeah. So I remember I, I I was like I felt like I was in a prison. So I went up to his office, and I was like, he goes, "What are you doing?" And I go, "Ah, it's like a, a board down there." He goes, "Just hang out in here." So I'm you know sitting on his desk, like his his couch. And he's like on his computer. So I go around to see what he's watching. He's like watching martial arts stuff, like fight, uh, like fight, like just like when we we're younger, I yeah. was laughing. I was like, well, he's, he's exactly the same still. Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, cause you, he's watching. Cause he would study, you know, those Jackie Chan films as well. Wouldn't he watch oh. how they did it, how they filmed action. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have a good story about him. It's like, cause I used to watch like all the Shaw brothers. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So like one time I forgot, I think we're on 300 and then, uh, he was like, he goes, I go, hey, yeah, come over to our room. It's like we're watching martial art movies on Saturday. He's like, all right. He comes over. And I'm watching, like, me and my buddy, I, I think Danny Hernandez, we like to watch it. We like to watch the whole thing, yeah. right, from the, the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. He's always like, fast forward, just go to the fight. Just watch the <laughs> yeah. fights. And we're like, no. And like, you know, for us, it's like the feeling, right? Yeah. So it's like that's the difference between, like, that was so funny because he just studies the fights. And then me and, uh, me and the other guys would always, like, watch the whole thing. <laughs> what is this? It wasn't our fault. He started it. Yeah. So true vengeance. That's that's your first. Oh my god. Uh, that's your first. That's my first experience in film. Yeah. Oh yeah. Great movie. Well, that that's a funny one because uh, I remember Chad was coordinating that one and he he calls me and he goes, "Hey, uh, you have any? He goes, uh, you want to be in a movie? I go, sure. And he goes, you have any uh, roommates? I go, yeah, I got uh, I got like five of them. He goes, are any of them Asian? I look Japanese. I go, yeah, they're all kind of Japanese looking. <laughs> he says, all right, bring bring a few of them over, like the next day. And this is like this is like low budget. This was um, yeah, FM Entertainment, which yeah. is like kind of back then as like those direct to yeah, to, you know, video with Daniel Bernhardt. Uh, I think Daniel. Yeah, with Bernhardt. Bernhardt was the star. That's right. Bernhardt was the star. That's right. That's to say, we knew Bernhardt because we 
those guys just do all his movies. Yeah. And uh, so anyways, I show up and it's like a Japanese uh, garden in uh, Van Nuys. So he's like, okay, you guys are going to run down here, get shot, blah, 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 like that. So we're like, oh, okay. And like, yeah, I don't know what we're doing. And I remember I had a, I had a fight like a, a week before. So I blew up my hamstring. So I, can, I, can, I couldn't jump off of it. I wrapped it up. Like I basically couldn't uh, bend my leg. Right. Yeah. So when I took the gunshot, I just jumped off all these my right leg and my left leg stays straight. So if you watch, there's some parts where the guy jumps. It's like my left leg's almost straight. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, and then uh, I, I guess I did okay. So they asked me to be in this other scene where, like, I think they, uh, we bust into the house and they start shooting it up and then Bernhardt, like, goes over the couch and then he comes up and shoots me. And I did that too. So, yeah, that was my first time doing it. And I didn't think anything of it at the time. I was like, oh, this is nice extra money. Yeah, it's like pocket and money. I was, yeah, yeah. But, but, I, but I wasn't really going, oh, I want to be a stunt guy after that. Mm. I liked it. Like, I did it. I was all into it. I remember I liked it. But I think at the time I was just like, oh, I got to finish school. I didn't even think about that stuff Yeah. at the yeah. time. But uh, it's just funny how you you gravitate to what you're supposed to do your sort of stunt career starts taking off then but it's interesting because i was looking on your imdb but you did quite mm-hmm. a few stunt jobs you were in kung pao as well that's uh oh gosh yes yeah, any fun, <laughs> fun, me- fun memories of that one or uh... i mean uh, that one's my first job ever so i had no oh, right okay going on yeah. there's one thing is you're supposed to kick me in the face and i'm doing a, a back three quarter so the first the first one, couple ones i'm hitting the ground perfect but then I didn't realize you have to do it like sometimes you do it like 18, 19 times or whatever. So I started, I started auguring going short, like almost landing on my noggin a lot, on my head a lot. So after that, I was like kind of like disappointed. And I go, man, I do it in the gym all the time. And I remember Chad going, see, you got to practice. So after that, I realized it's like if you're going to do stuff, you got to do it, be prepared to do it like, you know, 20, 30 times. Like you got to have that in your head. Yeah. You gotta, if you're going to do a reaction or you got to do it over and over and over again. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So the first one, I guess, where you really got to shape the action and the approach to the action was the Bourne films. Is that is that right, mm-hmm. Jojo? Yeah. How much to shape the fighting style of uh, of Jason Bourne as well? Is that, is <laughs> so, that right? so yeah, yeah. Well, this, the, the funny part is, like, uh, I remember, uh, I remember uh, Damon Caro, he goes... Uh, the American Sub Coordinator wants to see, like, you know, um, have a couple guys do a demo for, you know, for a new movie. And he goes, I can't do it. So why don't you and, uh, you know, bring your, you know, bring a, one of our other buddies from the academy along. So I said, okay, I'll go down. I didn't know. I have no clue. This is like, I'm literally still new. This is like my first year in the business. Yeah. And I, and I go in this room and it's like a, 
empty kind of soundstage and there's like a row of chairs. So you see kind of like executive, executive, executive. And then there's a, there's a guy in shorts, a t-shirt and a, uh, I think he had a baseball cap. Yep. It was Matt Damon. So uh, I was like, Oh, right. And so they're like explaining to me, they're like, Oh, we're trying to make a new, we're trying to make a new kind of a, a secret agent movie yeah. where we're trying to find a new style. So it's like, okay. And then we're like, okay. And then, you know, I'm like, okay, so what, what are you guys thinking? And then, and then me and the other guy, okay, do you want Hong Kong style? So me and my, me and my friend were doing like a Jackie Chan kind of rhythm stuff. Yeah. And they go, no, 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 no. That's too Jackie. And then I'm like, okay. So I tried this other one, which is funny. And then the next thing I did was like a shoot, shoot wrestling, kickboxing thing, yeah. which is the archetype for how we fight for John Wick. So we're doing like John Wicky kind of things yeah, back then. Interesting. So I'm doing that stuff. And they, yeah. And they're like, whoa, that looks good. It looks, it looks very painful, but it looks like it takes too long, you know, yeah. All the lock flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks and I'm like, oh, okay, okay. And I go, okay, how about this? And we start doing like the collie stuff. See that the thing that was good about the academy, I just had different things to exactly to, what to, a to great kind of go, um way yeah. to learn so many different styles. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yes. So when I was doing that, I go, okay, how about this? So I started doing like the trapping and jikido stuff, and then I started mixing with the collie, the the kind of the pana two gun stuff, and they're like, Whoa, yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it right there. So I was like, okay. And then uh, we go, we could kind of do this stuff. And then, you know, the thing with the, they had the thing with the pencil. Remember the yeah. pencil? You yeah. see him with the pen, he grabs a pen. Like, so I go, no, we could do this stuff with the, these destructions with a pen, like with a pen. So we're starting doing stuff with the pen. So it's yeah. basically this drill we're calling who butter destructions with the pen. They go, no, that's it right there. That's it right there. So I remember after that thing ended, I got a call from the producer. He goes, hey, yeah, Matt wants to know if you could train him. So I was like, oh, yeah, sure, sure. Like, I didn't think anything of it then. I just thought it was just a, a job. I go train a guy. So, and then that's kind of how it started. It's like I would train him at his house or, uh, or the place he was staying at a few times a week for like a, a, a month or two. Wow. And then, um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then they flew me out. They flew me out for uh, when he was doing the training for the apartment scene. Yeah. Right. So uh, technically I was just kind of like a technical advisor because I just started, I didn't know like, you know, anything about like fight choreography in terms of, like how to push forward or anything like that. But, but I remember when I was there, the stunt coordinator at the time, like uh, <laughs> we're sitting there and then I was just kind of sitting there watching all these guys training and they're doing the, they're doing their version of the choreo. And then they kind of came up to me and then um, the, uh, I remember I was sitting there and the director comes in he goes, he's like watching the choreo. He goes, where's the stuff I saw in LA? And then like, that doesn't look like the stuff. And then, like, and then they all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then I have to like kind of show something. So that's kind of how that stuff kind of came to pass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and now I was young. I was like, I was kind of young. I was like, I just started. That was like my first year. So I didn't know what the protocol was in terms of being uh, respectful or stepping out of line. Yeah, so I just, I just kind of kept, uh, yeah, the yeah. etiquette. I was just very quiet. And, um, you know, I just kind of, <laughs> you know, I would just kind of take uh, what they say. Right? I yeah. just do what they told me to do. Those Bourne films basically transformed the way that mm -hmm. action was filmed for a while, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. the influence mm -hmm. of um, the action yeah. scenes in, in, in that movie. And and you can mm -hmm. probably draw a through line from that into certainly James Bond, but even into the John mm -hmm. Wick style, can't you? That, mm -hmm. you know, grounded, yeah. realistic, uh, gritty yeah. style of fight action, you know, it yeah. all well, sort I, of stems from there, doesn't it, Jojo? No, yeah. no, 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 it, it does. I mean, it's like when you, when songwriters write a song, right? It's a. It's usually about. It's always about the stuff they're experiencing at that time in their lives. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When they're writing their. When they're writing their music, 
So at the time for me, like when we're showing that stuff, it's just stuff that I was doing. We're training at that time. Yeah. So I didn't really think about, oh, this is like a, I'm developing a new style, like per se for film. Like I wasn't consciously going, oh, this is a new style. I'm just doing the stuff that I was trained to do. Yeah. But I try to, the rhythm for me, like when I'm demonstrating it is the rhythm I saw when I was growing up in those movies. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that Hong Kong rhythm where it's more fluid and doesn't kind of, it keeps moving. That's the rhythm I was used to. Yeah. So when I was demonstrating that stuff, I'm not demonstrating it like a drill. I was demonstrating it as if I, uh, I was doing it on camera. Yeah. Like if I was, so it's my movements and timing was always influenced by the stuff I grew up watching. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean, absolutely. And then, so when I think when we did the John Wick stuff, there is a conscious effort to make a new thing there. Even before the John Wick, I did the Black Widow, right? Um, yeah. I, I, I kind of formulated, made the stuff for Black Widow. And at that time, we were doing Aikido, a lot of Aikido, a lot of Judo, and a lot of um, uh, like kind of flying throws, like Luce Libre type yeah, throws. Yeah, she does a so, lot of the throws so, and the yes. grappling and the, a lot of the yes. sort of wrestling moves. Yeah, so, yeah. We're, yeah, we're, we're training that. We're training it, and then I kind of took that, what we're training, and I formulated it into her style. Yeah. All those things kind of evolved into the next whatever character we're doing. Yeah, so yeah. I, I wouldn't say John Wick was even the next one. For me, it was like I did, I did Born, then Black Widow, and then that kind of formulated into stuff we're doing for into Wick. Wick, I yeah. would say. Just quickly on uh, the Born films, Born Ultimatum. I've spoken to Joey Answer for this podcast. You did, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. and that that amazing fight scene in Ultimatum with Joey, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in, the, in the room there, and uh, it's uh, it's just a fantastic fight. And you got an award for that yeah. as well. It, it almost feels like that's your that's really you developing that sort of house style. Is that the is that the best yeah. way to describe? Yeah, I, I would say I would say. I would always say this, like, uh, because of Dan and Masanto, it, a lot of the stuff that I can't pass on, the, I didn't open a school or anything to, to do, to pass on the Kali he taught us, yeah. right? The Filipino martial arts. Yeah. So every time I do a movie, that's my way of passing on the Filipino martial arts. Yeah. So there's always like, there's always some type of Filipino martial art element to it, yeah. right? So when you see that stuff, because I didn't grow up doing Kung Fu or, uh, you know, like Chinese Kung Fu and stuff. So my forms are basically from the Filipino stuff. You have a Filipino heritage. Descent. Yeah, a descent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's my way of doing it, you know. Yeah. So uh, Are you still in touch with Dan? Uh Gosh, I haven't I haven't trained there. I've been so busy. I feel bad. I, yeah. I him. He was my he was a big influence in my life, but uh gosh, I haven't been there in a long time. Yeah. The school the school's moved a few times, yeah. but I mean, he's he's still active. He is. Um yeah. Still, uh, yeah. yeah. The guys like I mean, he's one of the last greatest like kind of martial arts artists of our time I know. it's I, know. I, I think it's uh, if any chance anyone could train with him i would i would advise you should yeah he just has so he has so much knowledge yeah you know and then like just the way he explained things it opened my head up a little bit like being uh, in terms of being open-minded and things like that you've worked with marvel quite a bit um, Avengers, Doctor Strange, Black Panther as well. Fantastic work on Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. So, what's Marvel like to work with? I mean, it's a huge behemoth. Uh, uh, I mean, that's thing, isn't it? So, I mean, that's yeah. the greatest. You know, Disney's like you know, Marvel's like probably the, one of the greatest uh, you know movie machines in the world. Yeah. I mean, yeah. all their stuff are hits, and uh, I mean, they just have a really good machine there. Everything is like 
top notch. Yeah. They know what they want. They know their characters so well. It's like a, uh, it's just a, it's just a very top notch company to work for. Yeah, you know. Keep- and again, you grew. Up, I grew up watching like you know reading comic books. So to work for a company that can make these things that I imagined when I was a kid and put them in live action, it's always a great thing. Yeah. You know. And I think uh, I think that's a great company. It's like. All their stuff is amazing. They give you a lot of space, a lot of freedom, a lot of time to work on your mm-hmm. the the style that you want to go for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yes, because the source material they, they know how their their um, they know how their characters are supposed to be. I, I've been fortunate when I was work the stuff I worked on. They gave me a lot of leeway. Mm. Like I would shoot a lot of previs. I would develop a style and shoot the previs. And uh, a lot of times they would just they would definitely uh, keep the stuff I I kind of. I made yeah. so you know for me it's like if if you can keep at least seventy percent of it then you 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 won yeah. right you, yeah so I'm happy with it so every time I work for them I've been so happy it looks great just on previs you're very much a champion for previs I know that was the thing that was developed on the first Matrix you know just getting those previs mm-hmm. done and that sort of set yeah. the groundwork for Age Seven Eleven because their previses were so sophisticated for the time that's something that yeah. you would swear by you know that uh, if you've got the time to, to allocate definitely get the get mm-hmm. the previs down yeah yes I mean I think it's I'm a prep freak yeah. so anything that helps you anything that helps you kind of visualize what you're doing and you can show it to others yeah. like you know you, you gotta you have to be smart when you do your previous two like you can't tell an oscar name oscar nominated uh like dp or an editor how to do this like oh this is how you should do this it, it's it's just your way of showing them like what you're thinking in your head yeah because if for me personally if i show you uh, like please go watch something live i demo something for you you know to you something live you're going to interpret it different than what I interpret. You're going to look at something different than what I look at. Yeah. But if I edit it and I shoot it and I, and like, you know, and I, I presented you the way I want, how I see it, then you're going to see what I see, or you're going to see what I want you to see. Yeah. So that's why, that's why I kind of do it that way. Yeah. But you see what the possibility is. Most film anyway, uh, I say a hundred percent film is collaborative. So, you know, most of the, you know, really good filmmakers all the time, they, they, they're open to it. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's just, I think, yes, would I do it? Yes, I would always do it because I feel like that's our way of prepping. That's our preparation time. Yeah, yeah. And just that segue nicely into John Wick because that was the situation where you didn't, it wasn't as if you had to force some ideas or convince the director, yes. you know, this is a good way to do it. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, you've got Chad and Dave, your mates that are actually leading the, mm-hmm. leading the charge. So, um, yeah. But am I right in thinking, so when you first sort of started creating ideas for John Wick, the the previs you were doing was designed for Statham, is that right? It wasn't uh, oh, yeah, designed yeah. for, uh, yeah. for so, Keanu. So, yeah, yeah. so uh, originally, like, when all the gunfu stuff started coming out, um, like, we started making that style. And then that style was really, we originally were trying to make that style for Statham because uh, at the time, uh, Chad and Dave were doing a lot of Statham movies, yeah. right? yeah. So we were making that style was designed for Jason. Yeah. Um, so not that like Jason is an amazing athlete. That guy is awesome Fantastic. too. Fantastic. Like I will, I I want to I would want to see him fight Keanu in a movie. Yeah, I think that'd be yeah. amazing. But 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 John because, Wick Five maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But 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 I think because because uh, they're both like they both would have made it look awesome. Yeah. But I think because uh, Keanu has a different way of moving, like because of the Matrix stuff, he has a kind of a a different type of fluidity. Yeah. It's more Chinese style. Yeah. It's like more soft style. 
So it looks good on him. Like I, it just looks good when he does it. Even the way he shoots his guns, very fluid and and where I think Jason is like stronger style, is a harder style. So it's like almost like saying a Kyoku Shinkai guy versus like a, a a kung fu guy. Yeah, it's just different. Yeah, but but Jason is pretty awesome too. So it would have it just uh, it would have worked for him also. I think. Yeah. But I think because. Um, just, it's just like it just fit Keanu really well when he did it. Yeah, and when you're working with uh, an actor, say it's a Hugh Jackman, it's a Scarlett Johansson, it's a Keanu Reeves, it's a Matt Damon, how much are you influenced just naturally by their own body movements? As mm-hmm. uh, you know, well, yeah. yes, okay, because you might be trying to fit a what is it, a round peg in a square hole there. If you're mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. get Keanu yeah. to do stuff that just naturally isn't going to fit his mm-hmm. his body type, so when you're training the actors, that's something that you're keeping an eye on. Yes, I mean, yes, that's part of being a good choreographer. You yeah. got to see. You have to see what your what your like cast can do, your actor, actress can how they move because it has to look natural. I mean, technically, let's say if they're playing a like a super agent spy, they gotta look like someone that's been doing martial arts for like all their lives, yeah. right? Yeah. And then, uh, but for movie in movie land, you might only get eight weeks to shoot to teach them something completely new. Yeah. So you have to find you have to see what they do because they have other things in their head too. They don't just have the the physical training that they deal with. They have to come up with the emotional attachment to the character and the character and things like that. So they have a lot of stuff going on upstairs. Yeah. Right? They have to deal with a lot of things, not just the physical part. Yeah. So you have to you have to tailor you have to tailor that stuff to your 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 cast. Yeah. For sure. You can't just you can't just rely on going, okay, my double's gonna do it. It's like, no, it's not the case. Like I think ninety percent of uh, film now you see the you see your actor doing it your actor actress doing stuff this is what i was going to say but have you ever had a situation or any conflict in that sense where you know if the the actor's not really giving a, a hundred percent in that that situation mm-hmm. i mean and then that puts you in a bit of a uh, bind there doesn't it i guess yeah, yeah yeah but i actually personally for me i haven't dealt with that really yeah, like okay. everyone i've trained goes a hundred ten percent yeah so I, I think I've been fortunate. I, I haven't really experienced that. Yeah. I think uh, 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 everyone trained to the, their hardest, and uh, I got what we need. Out, you know, I got what we need out of them. Although your breath control's good, it can't beat my death kick. <laughs> Were you surprised at the success and how that film really took off? Because it sort of felt like a bit of a, because it was people forget it was actually quite a low budget movie, wasn't it? The first, the mm-hmm. first genre. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think was the secret to that that film's success? Because it sort of was a sleeper hit. <laughs> well, I think. Well, there's a couple of things. I think a lot of it, first of all, it's timing. But I think uh, Keanu. I don't think anyone ever. Uh, stop liking Keanu. I think yeah. everyone loves Keanu. Yeah. So even though he he wasn't as like the 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 box office hits weren't as were at the time when we did it, like he wasn't having them like like during his Matrix heyday. Uh, I think people generally still liked him yeah. and wanted him to do well. So to see him do it, like to come back that way, and I think that character was perfectly made for him too. Yeah. So one, the character was really cool. Two, he can make the. I knew the action would be good because. We had full control of everything, so I knew at least action-wise that we would be satisfied. I, I, I think too, 
we were always satisfied the way it looked. Yeah. Like, you know, and I think because we were satisfied with it, then I think the audience uh, really enjoyed it. So we're our, always our hardest critics to ourselves. Yeah. So I think because we liked it, uh, you know, I think the world just caught up. They just, they liked it too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, absolutely. But um, uh, what I say, I was surprised. I don't think I, I don't think I was going, oh my God. I never thought it was like, oh, this is going to fail. I never thought that ever. Yeah. I always thought, I always thought it was going to do well because uh, I still think, uh, to me, he was still a movie star. Like he's still, he's still the biggest star in the world to me at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and he it, trains, and it, and it shows. Man, doesn't he? Oh, he trains. And he, yeah, he, he, he trains, he trains. We, we, we killed him. I don't even know how he survived. Yeah. All four movies. Like, you know, like, like, cause three, uh, John Wick three, at first we thought that was going to be the last one. So we threw all freaking everything at it. And I thought, oh my gosh, we're going to kill Keanu Reeves on this one. <laughs> but, and then, then like right after that, we went to Matrix. So, uh, you know, that's all, that's like two totally different styles. Yeah. Like two, two, two. So, you know, but uh, it's amazing to see what that guy can do. That guy can do everything. Like, I mean, he trains super hard. He's a nice guy. He, uh, he can drive a car. He can ride bikes. He can shoot a gun like nobody else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the guy, it's just amazing. And I think, uh, you know that's all about it's all it's i think you know at least a lot of that's attributed to him yeah yeah you know what i mean and is it easier for you jojo to train an actor who probably doesn't have a martial arts background mm-hmm. and then make them look like john wick uh, uh, than it is actually because you must have had situations where you're working with actual martial artists as well or you know people mm-hmm, with a fighting mm-hmm. career or background or uh-huh. UFC fighters or whatever I mean are they mm-hmm. is is that is that trickier almost because they they're sort of you know they train and they're maybe set in their ways a little bit I don't know mm-hmm. yeah uh you know sometimes it is like that yeah but I think because we're developing styles from the ground up uh it's it, we don't usually have to break their habits I mean they're like it's hard to train real fighters if they're training for a real fight to do movie fights yeah, yeah. in general because they're taught the complete opposite. Like they don't set things up. They, they do. I mean, they don't, they don't telegraph stuff. They're tight. They're fast. Like, you know, as for movies, you got to twist a lot. You yeah. got to telegraph your hits. You got to make your your lines really long. And like, so it's just, so to train a real fighter to do movie stuff when they're training for a fight is that's super difficult. Yeah. But uh, I think, you know, regardless if they have a background or not, I think uh, I think our luxury was we were a lot of us were martial art instructors first, so it's easy for me to break it down. Now, the progression is faster if they do have some type of martial art training because I can look at that and kind of go off that. Yeah. Right. But yeah. So I wouldn't say one's harder than the other. It depends on the person. I think if the, if the person's willing to just kind of like trust us and note the, like with the process then it's fine. It's, yeah. it's, uh, so it's not really if they start from scratch or not, because yeah. I'm always confident we can teach them. That's our, th- that's our, I think that's our innate skill. And as martial artists yourselves, when you're doing like a John Wick 3, you've got Mark Dacascos in there, you've got Chechen mm-hmm. and Yayan, you know, these are martial artists as well. Uh-huh. They're just yeah. so cool and just great and have amazing careers as well. You yes. know, you must be thrilled, you know, to, to get to work with these these guys as yes. well. Those know? guys, like, let's see, Mark, I grew up watching Mark. Exactly, like that. exactly. A, that, guy's such, that guy's such an angel. That guy's the coolest guy. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like, it's good to go, like, like Chechep and Yayan because from the raid because, you know, those guys are real martial art instructors. So me as a martial art instructor in general, like, I like to feel those guys out. Like, I like to train with them or move with them because 
one, I learned some new stuff. And two, it's just like you I actually flow better with those kind of guys because we it's like a, uh, I guess high level martial artists just have a way of flowing with each other. Yeah, we can kind of slow yeah. things down and kind of work with each other. So it, it's 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 interesting to see, you know, what I mean, and plus uh, the Filipino Kali stuff and the Indonesian Silat stuff, the movements are kind of similar. Yeah, is that there's so, this? Yeah, it, there's, like, there's, there's some type, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's there's an overlap. There. Yeah, and then you know, so it's they're all Southeast Asian martial yeah, arts. Like, yeah. there's a Filipino version of Silat. There's like, uh, you know, and then you got the Indonesian and you got the the Burmese version of Silat. But yeah. they're all kind of in the same region. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff is very, the movements are very similar, yeah. right? Yeah, the yeah. application might be a little bit different, but the the movements are very similar. Yeah. yeah, you didn't work on John Wick four though. Was that just a timing no. thing? That, I was on Obi Wan. Yeah, that time, I thought so. so. Thought I so. Like, I was like, I go well. My thing was like three. I did three John Wicks. Yeah. Oh, uh, I finally get to work. It, yeah. It's you know, it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing because uh, I just finished uh, uh, Matrix with Reeves and stuff, and I've worked with them for you know for how many movies already, but. Uh, you know, it's hard. It's like your dream job is right there. I was offering second unit to do. I just want to do. For me, I was like, I just want to do one Darth Vader fight. Yeah, you know what I mean. Of course. And then I got to do. I got. I got. You got a few. Three. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got yeah. a few. So I, for me, I. It's just. It's a dream thing. So absolutely. I feel very. Uh, I feel very. Um, uh, like uh, accomplished there. I yeah. feel like a fulfilled. Were you shocked? I guess. Yeah, because I you maybe thought that John Wick had sort of wrapped up after the third one, but then wow. they've gone ahead and made a fourth one. I mean, how on yeah. earth are you going to top? You know, the third one had you know dog fights know. in it, had horse yes. fights in it. Yeah, I mean, well, gosh, Ch- how they going to do way, that? <laughs> Ch- Chad always finds a way to kind of one up himself. Yeah, but but for me personally, I even told him I was like, I don't know what else I can do. Yeah. I, I did everything I could on three, like. We we worked hard on three. Yeah, I thought that's what it I'm shows. I, I thought, it shows. I thought we're go- I thought we we're gonna kill. I thought we we're gonna. Reese was done for yeah. after that one. But uh, like you know, me and the team, we died. We almost killed ourselves on that yeah. one. So for me personally, creativity wise, I didn't know what else I could have brought. Like I mean, I probably would have. Like like because Chad's really good about telling me, putting me in the right direction and go do this, and he sets it all up. So it's not just me. Chad sets a lot of the, like sets it all up. Yeah. So I um, but I'm good at picking his because I I was a student for a long time. So I'm like he'll throw ten thousand things at me, but I know which ones to grab and then yeah, kind of put it together. Yeah. But uh, but it was hard even as a creativity wise. It's like I don't know what else I could have done. You know, it needed a fresh thing. I did three of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But so, surely, because so you've got Donnie Yen in the mix there, so that's gonna oh, yeah. that's gonna bring. It's gonna, oh, it's gonna it's gonna be awesome. It's I gonna be awesome, like, isn't it? <laughs> I, I, it's, it's already gonna be awesome. Yeah. I mean, that was the only thing I was, that was killing me too, because I was like, oh, Donnie Yen. Yeah. I get to work with Donnie Yen, but then you know, have you worked uh, with I did, Donnie? I did that, you have worked with Donnie. No, I haven't. Oh, no, I, no I, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. I, I want to. That guy's like an idol of mine too. I used to watch him. I used to watch him in high school. Yeah, in his old movies. Yeah. But I mean, you know, for me, it's like, gosh, I really wanted to do Star Wars. <laughs> Long pole expert. Shaolin garbage. What are the? Would you say are some of your favorite fight scenes? Not necessarily that you've been involved in, but are there fight scenes uh, in action movies in cinema in general God. that you you look to as being? That's a really great example of um, you know on screen fight fight action. Oh gosh, I mean, 
there's so many because yeah. like you know it's like i said at the time it's just like what you're training at the time what you see at the time yeah you know i i would say like you know of course i i like i said i grew up watching shaw brothers and then and golden harvest stuff but then i also grew up like i watched the first like i was watching like bruce live movies so i didn't yeah. even know that was that wasn't that wasn't, bruce wasn't lee, bruce lee, right? yeah. so so i thought but i was a kid i thought that was bruce lee yeah then i finally saw inner dragon like first time the, the real bruce lee and i was like holy shit <laughs> Yeah. like this guy this is different from like different like not even the same league yeah. it's different like this guy's different yeah so that had a huge influence for a long time i was like watching bruce lee movies all the time yeah and then i got like uh and then i got into like jackie samuel yun Biao stuff like that kind of like it wasn't it's like my first foray into kind of modern style uh movie fighting yeah because it wasn't like Chaw brothers where it's like you see the traditional kung fu and you can see the styles yeah, right yeah this is like it's just manic and everything's like stunt work yeah in a weird way yeah so that influenced me for a long time and then i remember when i first saw better tomorrow the first uh like john woo's like that first one and i was like whoa this is like martial art with guns but it, you know it was the weird thing and it's like i was so influenced by that for a long time so i think a lot of the you know the stuff that kind of like inspires you you know you get like really into it. like when i first saw um uh flashpoint or spl spl first yeah, yeah. right great that that's our giving then then i want when i watch flashpoint and he does that long fight uh with colin chow at the end like amazing it's kind of like their first first thing into like mma type moves yeah. in the in that kind of choreography you know and then i was laughing because chad would be like man this is this and this he goes i go yeah but they did it first he did it first yeah so that's why we were racing to do John Wick like that because we want to be the first ones like that, right? That classic Hong Kong action cinema, you know, it's mm-hmm. still you know so influential. Oh, it holds still up. holds up. It's still it's still it still holds up. But but the stuff because yeah. I think of like you know the fight scenes in Atomic Blonde, say that Sam's mm-hmm. um, done. Yeah. You know, a lot of those oneers, a yeah. lot of the stuff you see in John Wick, a lot of the stuff you're doing, it's taking yeah. it further. You know, and that is some of you know the bit mm-hmm. some of the best action films. You know, are being made uh, now. I, I would, I yeah. would say, you know, to yeah, yeah, the say, Hong Kong stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I think now we're catching up to like the, the rhythm. That rhythm yeah. is the norm now. Yes, yes. So it was, it wasn't before. Yeah. Early two thousand, it wasn't. Even when like they had Charlie's Angels and stuff like that, and like after Matrix, they had that kind of influx of Hollywood. But it would, it didn't have that rhythm. That's right. And then, and then Born, I, I, I remember I tried to make the rhythm like Hong Kong style, but with Kali. That was like my thinking. You have to look at the old stuff to make the new stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the same thing. And then you got to train all the time because how do you make it different? Because now I feel like everyone, because of the information superhighway, YouTube, Instagram, all that stuff, like there's no secrets anymore. So what's the new thing? It's hard to find a new thing. Yeah. I mean, right now, I don't even know what the new thing is. Like I'm, I, for me, it's like, okay, so if it's not a new style, then it has to be character driven, right? And then, but then again, you have to figure it. Then it goes full circle again. Well, what's the new thing? Sometimes for me, the best stuff is like my best ideas come after right after I train. I don't know if it's because my mind's clear, all that stuff is out, but it's there, yeah. right? And then, or maybe late at night, I can't sleep. I watch like some, I watch like martial art movie or something, and then something clicks. Yeah. So it's not the movie per se, but it opens up something. So you're looking to get your uh, a, a directorial project off the ground. That's that's really. That's really exciting. Yes. I'd imagine, you know, with a lot of you guys, when you're stepping into directing, people are going to expect uh, a, a sort of, you know, a, a version of John Wick, I guess, in a, in a way. Yeah, and, and, yes, yeah. and that's what I was saying. I was like, I get lots of scripts. I mean, I was getting a lot of scripts and everything's like assassin. 
yeah. assassin, yeah, assassin yeah, yeah. there. So, yeah. so, so unless I'm, it's like an amazing character where the assassin, like it's something that's I feel like it's new or it's fresh. I don't want to kind of do the same generic thing. It's a hard thing because that's a hard act to follow. It's yeah. a hard act to follow what Chad and Dave have done. So I, if I do something, it has to be something at least different yeah. in nature yeah. or, you know, something like that. So I, I'm very picky about, um, you know, what I'm trying to figure, yeah. like, you know, what I want to show because part of that is my personality too. So it's not just like, I don't want to follow them doing the exact same thing, but I have to show, but we all come from the same action background. So yeah. somehow the story I want to say has to be different from theirs, but still have the same action dynamic. Yeah. that That's the hardest part. I, you don't know how many scripts I get. It's like ex assassin, this guy, yeah. it's like ex military. Every, every get, action film now is compared to John Wick in some way, or it's a version of John Wick. Yeah. That's, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it feels like full circle. I mean, yeah. there's scripts after born. Everything's like, okay, put born type fight scene right here yeah. and then now when i read scripts it's like oh john wick type fight scene yeah. right here you know what i mean yeah, yeah. or atomic blonde type fight scene here yeah or girl assassin or whatever so i'm just kind of like okay so how do we it's weird because you kind of you're almost responsible for making those uh those making those movies popular but then you're fighting against it too, yeah. right? The, 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 the archetype of it. Yeah. You know, it's like I said, I idolized John Woo when I was growing up. Yeah. So when he finally got to the US, right? And it's like, he's doing all these movies like uh, Broken Arrow yeah, and then, yeah, uh, yeah. Face, Face Off. off. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, but you watch Face Off, Face Off just a malagram of the killer and hard boil. Yeah. It's like all his Hong Kong movies put in. Yeah. Like, and yeah, it's a great, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Don't get me wrong. But it's a malagram of his Hong Kong movies. Like I've seen that before. He did yeah. that in killer. He did that in hard boiled. It's the same images too. Yeah. So, you know, and I get it. Cause at the time too, it's like hard for an Asian director to break into main, yeah. Uh, yeah. Main Hollywood. But, uh, you know, it's, it's the same thing. It's like, ah, gosh, I mean, whatever I choose, it's a hard part because I'm going to always be compared to, to, uh, like you know chad and dave or john wick and stuff like that but at least you've got jojo because you've got that experience with marvel and doing a lot of fantasy and visual effects as well i mean gosh you know i i would imagine out of a lot of the you know the troop there at 87 11 you've probably got i'd Mm -hmm. imagine the most experience of working on those types of green screens and and cgi and all that stuff is that is that fair to say would you do Uh, i mean i I mean i i I said i got lucky because i did i got I managed to work in a lot of different things. Yeah. Like I, I made sure I, I went around the different types of movies. Yeah. You know, I mean, I always say I'm not, I would never be the best at it, but I know what to look for. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Just finally, did you get to keep a lightsaber? Well, I actually, my, my stunt team bought me one. Really? They, they, me, wouldn't, uh, they didn't well, give they, me they, one. No, no, they get, well, yeah, you can't get yeah. the real ones, but they got, uh, they went, we went to a famous replica guy. They, the guys went to a famous replica guy. Okay. So they made they made basically made me an Obi Wan replica. Oh, great! It's really good. Yeah. It's like really nice. Awesome. I can't even touch it. It's like <laughs> it's like a work of art. But yeah, I could. There's no way you can get the real one. Yeah, Those yeah. Are, they safeguard. They safeguard unless you're Ewan McGregor or Hayden Christensen. You're not getting. These yeah, things, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just crazy. Like how people, how many people love Star Wars? Yeah, it's like, yeah, absolutely. It, it's 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 an it's a cool thing. I mean, I they're so passionate about it. So yeah, I think. For me to be part of that, um, like you said, I feel very fulfilled. Yeah, 
absolutely. Well, yeah. you did a tremendous, yeah. tremendous job on it. And, uh, you know, as I say, I always look out for your name in uh, in movies. Birds of Prey as well as another one. I love that film. I thought you did um, oh, fantastic you. work on that. So, yeah, again, just um, keep up the great work, really, Jojo, and all the best for um, your next projects and uh you know stepping into directing as well that's going to be that's going to be great so uh good to chat thank you yeah good to chat you have a good rest rest of your day thank you very much okay. my pleasure thank you so much man. thanks JJ. Okay. cheers okay. bye-bye okay. jonathan eusebio there what a pleasure it was to chat with jojo been a huge admirer of his work over the years and he's someone who's continued to set new trends in on-screen fight choreography so we eagerly anticipate his move into directing whatever that project might be will be very exciting a few notes just to follow up on based on that chat you just heard so violent nights that's what jojo described as die hard with santa claus that's another 87 North production. It stars David Harbour as Santa Claus, and that will land on the 2nd of December 2022. The pen fight from The Born Identity. I'll be sure to add a link to that in the description of this show. Very much foreshadowing that pencil fight in John Wick 2. And I'll also add a link to the fight scene with Joey Answer from The Bourne Ultimatum. Never get tired of watching that one. Listen back to my chat with Joey Answer on episode 29 for a more in-depth discussion on that fight scene in particular. On Dan Inosanto, although I haven't actually spoken to Dan, I have spoken to his daughter, Diana Lee Inosanto. You can go back to episode 25 to listen to that conversation. Lots of chat in there about her father and his days training with Bruce Lee and then continuing that legacy after Lee's death. It's all very interesting stuff, so go and check that out. Also, I have had the great pleasure of chatting to quite a few members of the Elite 8711 stunt team for this podcast or at least people who have worked very closely with Chad and Dave over the years so that's people like JJ Perry Daniel Bernhardt Lana Stovall Heidi Moneymaker and Brad Martin all worth a listen if you haven't heard those episodes already go back into the archive to check out those shows they're available now wherever you get podcasts Normally, I would end on something like, for the latest Jonathan Eusebio news, head over to such and such a place. But um, I've checked online and it doesn't seem as if Jojo is actually on any social media accounts. Uh, At least I couldn't find any official channels. So maybe just best to stick to our social channels and we can keep you posted on the latest Jonathan Eusebio news that way. A huge thank you to Jonathan for taking the time to talk to me for this episode and a huge thank you of course to you the loyal food follower who has listened all the way to the very end thank you so much for doing that and for returning to the podcast after such a long break the episode before this one was part two of our christmas special back in 2021 so that really was quite a while ago now so thank you for your patience we are back now and it is very good to be back i should add here that during the time off i did move the show over to a new hosting site so this podcast is now being supported by Acast. um it's maybe a bit lame to say thank you to a podcast company for all their help but i will just say 
that they did make the move very easy and their support team was very helpful as well. So a big thank you to Acast. They offer a great service for podcasters, lots of options available on there. So watch this space. There may be more developments in that field over the coming weeks and months in relation to this show in particular. So I will keep you all posted. On that, in the meantime, thank you all so much for listening. Do keep it locked to all the usual KFMG pod channels. I will be back with a brand new episode of the show in two weeks' time. Until then, please do be safe, take care, and bye for now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.